Dan, I got to tell you, last week's episode is still on my mind. Yeah, I, I hear you. I'm, I'm still sitting here thinking I th- we could have probably sat there for three more hours and I talked agree. to Harry. So Harry Watt was our interviewee last week. And, you know, I don't know, man. It just, it was just such a joy to talk to him. He's very knowledgeable and he just knows a lot of stuff and he knows a lot of people that knows a lot of stuff. And he certainly shared it with us. I hope everyone, well, looking at the number of people that downloaded that episode, it looks like there was a lot of people that enjoyed it too. Right. I I think it was one of our, I think it was the highest downloaded episode for the first day that we've had really yeah it's it was it was a big hit and the thing that that was interesting is like you know we we kind of talked and touched on a few topics but then it 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 felt like we could have just stayed on that topic for a lot longer you know it was just so much knowledge being shared it was i think so that's a good observation dan because you know we were talking about and then there was all the other stuff that he had mentioned that he could talk about but I don't know. I start feeling guilty after about an hour <laughs> of keeping <laughs> someone's time. But serious, every topic that we brought up could have been another month's worth of episodes. You know, you could really go into depth on them. Yeah, it's it it was great. And it got me, you know, thinking a lot about, I don't know, maybe looking at things a little differently and just just hmm. thinking about, you know, it's from like a from a content creator's point of view now, you know, if we dip back into the YouTube world and the social media world, just like thinking about different things and that we might be able to do to spark interest out there with our community and our followers to maybe get them thinking a little differently about stuff. I yeah, I, I could. I mean, I have, I, I never viewed myself as a controversial person. I don't, <laughs> I don't have strong opinions and I don't force them on top of others. I, it's not that I don't have opinions, but, um, there was one comment that Harry made and I'm not going to disagree with him, but I, I think if we had more time, I probably would have wanted to have a deeper discussion about it. Um, it was, if you recall, we were talking about the future of firewood and he had started talking about, well, he immediately brought up, you know, the Puget Sound region of Washington State, which is Seattle and Tacoma, right? Yeah. And um, he had mentioned, you know, that the, the urbanites are, you know, pushing that legislation out in that region of the country. And so it seems like whenever you hear something like that, when I say you, I mean all of us. <laughs> When people hear that type of uh, legislation that's going on in that particular town, I think people like to escalate or expand the reach of a local law to include the entire country, or maybe they are projecting that, um, you know, that that situation on where they live in their part of the their part of the country. And that is where I would have wanted to have a deeper discussion with Harry. Maybe we can get him back sometime because I, uh, I'm not going to disagree with him, but I'm also going to say that I don't necessarily see that as a problem. Um, it's just, I mean, isn't that the way that, you know, the system's designed that the 
<laughs> the way our laws are. And um, I just don't, I don't see it, Dan, as a call for a call for alarm. Yeah, I would agree. <clears throat> At first, I thought you were going to mention the bark up, bark down discussion. But if you want to go to this <laughs> legislation part, yeah, we can we can get into that. But, but yeah, it's almost like, you know, if, if I the township I live in, if there's talk on the town board, there's an agenda item to prop possibly raise the road tax because we need you know to improve our roads here. That doesn't mean that nationwide everyone's going to be having their taxes raised. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's like one of those situations where it is situational, but it's very easy to be confused and then interpreted as, oh my goodness, they're doing that there. That means they're going to be doing it here. Yeah, like out here we had a city that passed a, a sign ordinance, you know, for for retail and and all. You know, and then, I mean, why isn't, you know, I mean, why aren't people like screaming from the mountaintops, you know, they're taking our rights away, you know, I, okay, they're in a different state, but I mean, if, if, <laughs> if, if they got limits on what kind of signs they can put up, I mean, that could equate to what we're dealing with out here, you know, on clear on the other side of the country. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, know. <laughs> yeah I, just, I don't know, Dan, I get, I see this whole issue from a number of different viewpoints all right um number one okay you know i am a firewood producer that's how i make my living uh, i am also a resident of a municipality i'm also an american citizen who votes i am also a person who appreciates clean air you know i prefer that it be clean uh, when i breathe it um but you know i am also dan i was born in the 60s I was raised in the 70s. I came of age in the 80s. And I can only speak from my experiences. But, you know, for as long as I can remember, for the last 50-some years, all I've heard, you know, at least on the political landscape is states' rights, states' rights, states' rights. You know, we want to limit the size of the federal government. We want the states to have more authority. And, and beyond that, the best governance is local, local yes, governance. local, you know? right. Yep. So here we have a region of our country, the Puget Sound, you know, which is the Seattle, Tacoma, Washington area. It has its own topography, its own geography, which, you know, the way the weather comes in off the Pacific Ocean, um, that big concentration of two cities and a lot of houses and the way that the mountains or the hills surround that Puget Sound traps air. You know, is that called the yep. air inversion that Harry had mentioned? Yes. So pollution, yep. you know, and all the different sources of pollution trap the air and the air quality out there can go south, you know, particularly bad on certain weather phenomena. So the people of that region you know, they, they have their own thing going on. They elect their own democratically elected officials and they try to live their lives the way that they want to do it. Okay. So who am I out here in Northeast Ohio to tell them how to live their lives? <laughs> you know, they're passing, exactly. they're passing an ordinance for their town, for their city, for their region. That's their business. It's none of my business. And you know? yeah, and and they're doing it for a specific reason that is specific to them. 
Like they yeah. have, like you mentioned, the the geography, how the area is situated, that's what causes it. So I'm assuming what happened is people, you know, notice smoke coming out of chimneys and they immediately think, oh boy, this is what's contributing to the problem because they always look for simple solutions, you know, like, oh, look at all these people burning firewood. They're mm -hmm. causing this. But out here in Wisconsin, we don't have a blockade of, or a set of mountains blocking the airflow. Uh, yeah, you know, no. we don't we don't <laughs> have that. So or why would a town, you know, that lives at the, you know, that's a beach community by the Atlantic Ocean, you know, they got to deal with things that are specific to ocean life and beach life, you know, that right. we don't have to do out here in northeast Ohio where we got cows, you know, out across <laughs> out across my uh out across my yard, you know. But that's what I'm saying. If you were the people for these last years or if you still are the ones screaming states rights and you know this and that well here you go i mean this is exactly what you've been asking for <laughs> you know so now you're upset about a local community a local city passing laws now if you are a resident of that and you are a passionate firewooder like us okay i think you got some skin in the game so get busy you know, engage in the democratic process and do what you can to create the world that you would like to see. But I don't know if, A, it is right for people outside of that region to condemn it because you don't live there. Um, and B, I think you're just getting yourselves all worked up, you know, because, you know, there's laws that get passed everywhere all the time. And it's specific to what? A a desert town in Nevada, <laughs> you know, a, a, a mountainous city in Colorado, a, you know, a, a, a karst topography, uh, geography city in, in Kentucky, you know, that you got to deal with sinkholes and stuff that we don't have to worry about wherever else that, so it is specific to that area. And I think, yes, it's still reasonable. You know, you always want to be vigilant. You always want right. to protect, protect what's, what's in your interest and stuff. But I don't know. I, I sleep well at night and maybe it's because I don't get myself all worked up over stuff like this. You know, maybe if I lived there, I would feel differently, but maybe if I lived there, I wouldn't be interested in firewood. I might be interested in you know, throwing fish across the counter, you know, whatever that, that market is up there. You know, I mean, try there pulling out here. If someone threw a fish at you in Youngstown, Ohio, you got trouble, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and in Seattle, people travel there just to watch fish getting thrown across the counter. You know, I mean, it's just the way it is. And I just, I just don't like seeing people go to DEFCON 3 over something that is five states over from you. It's not even on the same side of the mississippi i don't know <laughs> yeah i think people tend to see something happening and immediately assume if it's happening there it could happen here let's you know i need to be concerned about about this but yeah well i i still say that you know i have already said this okay be vigilant um but i am just saying from my part of the world right here you know for instance i had a guy uh email me and he said you know, he was cautioning me about my profession because the government is going to take away all my rights <laughs> and and they are banning firewood 
Um, yes. You know, the fire, yeah, firewood fire is going to be banned. So I replied to him, you know, I said, there is literally no one trying to ban firewood. You know, he was talking yeah. about me. And he replied back again. He told me that I am dead wrong. And he cited the Puget Sound and the United Kingdom. Okay. Which I don't live in either one of them, you know? And it's just <laughs> whatever happens in Europe happens in <laughs> Europe. It's got nothing to do with us, you know? Whatever happens in the Puget Sound, whatever happens in Seattle, okay, that's on them. And um, I'm not one to sit here and, and call them you know, out of touch or un-American because they, they're they trying to improve their air quality. If that's the right way to do it, or if it isn't, that's on them. <laughs> but out here where I am, I got other things to worry about. You know, you, I'm yeah. trying to, I'm trying to worry about not getting <laughs> stuck in the mud right now. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's, um, I know a while back there was, I think, talk in New York, there was the same type of situation, but Oh, when you God. when you looked into what was going on with that, you know th there Ugh. was one th there was one word that always scares everyone, and it was regulation. Jeez. And there was regulations being passed, but it was being passed to improve the efficiency of the wood stove. It you said know. nothing about firewood. Right. I saw the same thing. I saw the same thing, and I was and I, when I first saw, it, I was like, "Holy cow, what's this?" You know. Yep. And instead of just forwarding stuff along and echoing it, I look into it. And I immediately conclude that this has got nothing to do with, with firewood or banning firewood. It was about improving air quality through stove, you know, phase out what Harry was talking about. We need right. better, we need better stoves on the market. Yep. Yeah. Stuff that not only are better, but that we can also afford to install in, in your house. So, and, oh, gosh, you know, according to my calculations, Dan, um, the state of New York no one in the state of New York should be allowed to be selling firewood right now, based upon what I have heard, you know, over the last year and a half. <laughs> and um, we, there should also be, or there should also be no diesel fuel available because we had a 25 day supply left about 50 <laughs> days ago. <laughs> you know, I'm just serious. I mean, come on, people. When you hear these kind of comments, all right, look into it. And like when I heard this thing about New York, I was like, holy cow, you know? Yeah, that's um, close to you. That's, well, you know, yeah, you yeah. also think too, New York <laughs> state is an interesting state because it's got kind of like, you know, one of the largest cities in the world in it, you know? Yeah. And then there's a couple other cities, Buffalo, Albany. Okay. And then you got pretty much farmland, <laughs> you know? So I, I'm sure that there's a lot, you know, the, the city of New York they they live they're urbanites they live in a city you know their lifestyle is a little bit different than people that live in watertown or malone or uh, jamestown out my way yeah. you know okay but guess what i don't live in new york so you know like i said i i worry about my own thing out here in ohio but i look into it and i google you know is firewood being banned in new york and the the first five or six returns on Google were um, country music uh, radio stations, websites. So I am immediately suspicious. <laughs> I, I, guess, I, mean, I mean, I'm sure they're nice right. people and yeah, stuff, it's... but the, a country music radio station or any radio station isn't going to have the same journalistic thoroughness that you would find from, you know, a 
I'm using my air quotes here, you know, a, a legitimate <laughs> uh, journalism outlet. So, yeah, and I'm right away. I was like, what is this? And then I look at the law that they were referring to, and it was complicated. You know, it's all written in legalese and only lawyers would understand. But after you look into it, you're thinking, this is, come on. Yeah, it was, it was all, because there was the whole uh, terminology and wording about reducing and, and, you know, the amount of firewood. And that was just because of the improved regulations on your wood stove, you would be consuming 40% less, so using 40% less wood, well, right, right. people misread that as, you know, they were cutting the amount of wood you could burn, so they're <laughs> limiting how much you can have, and they're going to take, they're taking it away, and yeah, it, oh. it was a lot of uh, confusion, and I think just not being, you know, not knowing all the facts, and, you know, I mean, and it's nothing like, like you said, the country music radio station, you know, it's, there is a prime example of a media outlet that wants to gain and draw attention. So they probably use a headline like New York State banning firewood. Quest with a question mark. Yeah, you know, with because, a question mark. But yeah, because then they're saying they're we're just asking the question. Right. You know? Yes. Yeah. But then <laughs> but then that gets the attention of people who then don't read the article. They just see it. And, oh my goodness. It's it yeah, New spread. York. The state of New York is banning firewood. Oh my gosh. That's the end of the world. <laughs> The next thing you know, they're going to pass a signed ordinance in Youngstown, Ohio. <laughs> or, you know, and the other thing, too, that I don't think people realize is that sometimes there are regulations and laws passed for our benefit, like, you know, smoking on an airplane, <laughs> you know, a regulation yeah. put in place to help those on the airplane who don't smoke have a better uh, experience by not breathing in secondhand smoke, you know, something like yeah. that. So mm -hmm. there are things that look at data and they look at science and they say, if we can find a way to have a wood stove, burn off the gases, like Harry was talking about, you know, reburn the gas that's created from burning firewood so that less emissions and less particulate matter is being put out into the atmosphere. What, you know, it's better. It's better yeah. for everyone. That was, you know, I, I can only speak for myself, but I was, I never knew that, I never even considered the fact that wood smoke is bad for you because uh, it smells awesome, you know, but, you know, like Oreo cookies taste great too, uh, but, <laughs> but, you know, they're not necessarily good for, so that was, now this has been a long learning curve that I've been on, you know, so then you learn, you know, I, there are some very good YouTube videos of actual footage of congressional hearings where all of the CEOs of the tobacco industry were testifying in front of Congress, you know, and they were all asked specifically, does tobacco uh, um, cause lung cancer and is tobacco addictive? And every single one of them said no. They testified under oath that they said no, which, you know, we, we obviously now know that, you know, the exact opposite is true. Uh, but what we also know now at the time is that every single one of those jerks sat there and said, you know, that it doesn't. And they already knew that it did because there was you know, research that had, that they had completed themselves, you know, that showed that. showed. Okay, So where I'm going with this is, you know, that we learn things over time, you know, that, you know, Oreo cookies are bad for you, you know, sugar and uh, and then certainly wood smoke is bad. I mean, what the heck, you know, asbestos was once a great idea. You know, yeah. and then you learn otherwise. So here's wood smoke. 
I mean, come on. I mean, it's addictive. It's awesome. It's what draws, I think, a lot of us to firewood is that smell because it, it just elicits great memories of, you know, of youth and family and, and uh, bonding. I mean, you know, you could say the human race was, you know, became a social being because of campfires, you know, when we started yeah. cooking our food. Totally. Yeah, but then you find out that it's not good for you. It's got that, it's PM 2.5, which is the particulate matter in it that is small enough to pass directly through your lungs into your bloodstream, you know, and it's carcinogenic. Yeah. You know, and it's bad for you. And some people, I don't know, I don't have an, I don't feel an effect when I'm around wood smoke, but there are some people that are, you know, some people are very uh, vulnerable to wood smoke. And then, yeah. you know, you live in a part of the country or you're living in a congested city or a suburban area and wood smoke's a nuisance. What do you do? And Harry kind of touched on this where he had mentioned New York, upstate New York, where, you know, somebody burning wood up on the higher in the valley, their smoke just drifts down through the valley and kind of gets trapped yeah. in that inversion zone. And, and so, you know, like if you go back now to that, our first example, like, Think of, you know, all the people out in the Puget Sound area that probably don't burn firewood, but they see the firewood being burnt and they see the smoke and that's what their mind goes to. Like, oh my goodness, we have a problem. We need to yeah. talk to somebody. There, <laughs> there is a very recent case here in Cleveland, Ohio, in East Cleveland, a suburb. Uh, there the houses are pretty close together. There's a lot of up and down duplexes and some guy put in a wood fired pizza oven in his backyard and oh. you know the locals you know all the neighbors come and they have these you know they cook pizza and they have a good time well there's a guy from two houses up who don't like it <laughs> <laughs> you know and he's told him to cut it out and the guy won't and oh, so he, yes. he sued him and they went to court and the guy with the pizza oven won you know but you know that's those are the kind of things that you got to deal with i guess if you you know, I mean, I don't, I don't live in that kind of area, but you know, that's where I chose to live. Right. Yeah. It, it <laughs> love thy neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they hate wood smoke, then I don't want them. <laughs> yeah. It's, and that's, that's, like I said, I think that's the, one of the things that makes a lot of noise are the people who don't appreciate or don't understand the wood burning. And then if you look at that, you know, like, like me, as someone who burns, I have an outdoor wood boiler. Like, I am conscious about my neighbors. I, you know, know that if I burn garbage in my wood boiler, it's going to be noticed by right. those around me. So I don't burn garbage in my wood boiler. <laughs> yeah. Know, like, it's simple as that. Like, I take on the responsibility of doing my good part and trying not to produce a lot of smoke because... Yeah, Why not? I I take care of my area and what I can do. I concern myself with my area and the politics of this area. If there's a national trend, you know, there's a national trend. But, <laughs> you know, what people are voting for in another part of the country, that's their problem, man. I got other things I got to worry about. So if i hear you correctly i think what i'm hearing is you only really care about yourself and you don't give a <laughs> damn about anyone else 
Yeah, that's no. how things get spun. Yeah, well, if you got to know me, you'd know that's not the case, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I just, I told you before, I got this one friend. Uh, if he isn't on medication, he should be. He, <laughs> he just has the, just, he has just got so much anger in him. He just, and he is just furious at politics and this and that and stuff. And he's got this one, there's this one lady congressman. He just, if you bring up anything that even rhymes with her name, you, he, mm. you're the, he just, it'll just, and, and I told him, I says, she's, she's not your congressman. You know, she's not even from your state. Well, you know, she's not like, she's not supposed <laughs> to be like you. She represents her area. <laughs> you know, your congressman re represents our area. What is so hard to figure out here? That's the way the system's supposed to be. So, yeah, you that's need to why get, I get that back. guy stacking some wood or splitting oh. some wood. I think that would be therapeutic for him just to yeah. get your mind off all that stuff. I don't know. That's <laughs> why I said there's people that, that there's literally people that lose sleep at night, you know, worrying about stuff that, um, it's not, shouldn't be on your list of things to worry about, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. If, if there was anything happening with, you know, firewood, like a ban on firewood. You would hear it here first on the world's number <laughs> one firewood podcast. So if you're listening, you can yeah. rest assured we are here to tell you there's no one going to be stopping you from burning your firewood. Yeah. Well, the new thing too now um, is the gas stoves, you know, for cooking in your kitchen. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, that's got a lot of people's attention too, which I don't know probably rightfully so you know if i grew up with a gas stove and just the house that we bought had electric and it was kind of a transition i'm not used to an electric stove but you know here again it's the same thing um we have been sold over all these years of clean burning natural gas you know and it's you know it's combustion and right. you know com combustion is a is a chemical process and it puts particulate matter and other um, gases and harmful fumes in the air that's not good to breathe yep so yeah now is that right or wrong you know i don't know do what you want to do but no one is saying that you know the the <laughs> you know the the agents with black sunglasses are coming to arrest you if you have a if you have a gas stove people <laughs> like to I think people like to play <laughs> games in their mind with that and think that that's actually going to happen. But guess what? It's not going to happen. So <laughs> you will still be cooking tomorrow morning your eggs on, yeah. your, on your stove. Yeah. Uh, one guy he <laughs> says, "Well, you know, they just want everyone on electricity because they're trying to control us." You know, and I was like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> you know, they already. <laughs> why aren't we controlled by water then? You know, we're on city water. You know, what's the deal here with electricity, people? Come on. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I I think uh what was it that Harry said something about um oh he ca called himself a wood scientist. And you kind of sounded like that a little bit ago with this combustion talk and chemical bond breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, is... you know, and that is still that is nothing that I that had ever been I had never even recognized that in my life. I didn't even know it existed until, you know, I started selling firewood. I find this stuff interesting. I try to educate myself yeah. as much as I can. 
I like to educate my customers. I'm just not some hack that splits wood in half and sells it. I take my job serious, you know. Uh, when Harry, I'm serious. I don't sell green firewood, you know. Uh, like right now, I'm not taking any new customers. I just, everything that I have that's dry is already sold. You know, it's just a matter of when I take it out to their, take it out to their house for delivery. So I don't sell green firewood. Um, for me, it is a, an economic decision because, you know, green firewood, I'm, <laughs> it's, <laughs> I'm in this industry to make a living, you know? And that's like, you know, people, I don't do pickup. You know, people are just shocked that, well, why can't I come pick it up? It's because I don't want you coming to my house. All right. Number one. <laughs> Number two is because I can sell it for almost twice as much if I deliver it. That's why. Yeah. You know, and then um, I get that all the time. You know, people will call for firewood and they're like, oh, my God, that's too expensive. How much is it if I come pick it up? You know, and I says, well, it would be the same price, but I don't have local pickup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. not. You're not one of these damn firewood hobbyists with just a roadside stand in his front yard or anything like that. You're in this. For, you're the real <laughs> deal. <laughs> like you, huh? Those those jabronis that are just, you know, doing a little hobby here and there, they don't know anything about firewood. Uh -huh. Yeah, <laughs> I live by, Dan, you do what you want to do, you know. I it's It is good enough for me. I just tell you the way I do it, and... It, the way I do it works for me. It may not work for you. Right. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh huh. And that's why I say it. I just, I just take care of myself and worry about myself. But, at, but you know, to Harry, another thing that Harry had mentioned was like, you know, some type of association of firewood producers, you know, eventually yeah. at some point, I think there does need to be conversations about, you know, if, if you're a big producer and you're all you're doing is running out of dry wood and then pushing green wood, like, are you hurting the industry and are you hurting yourself? Uh -huh. you know, because, that could be a topic for another episode, Dan. Yeah. I, uh -huh. I think that, you know, anytime I see problems like what we've kind of been talking about here today, like I always look at what would be a solution from the side that's potential or allegedly creating the problem. So if, if wood smoke's a problem, like what's a solution from the wood burner or the stove or, you know, mm -hmm. not just looking at, oh, okay, the only solution is end it. That, yeah, that's, that's yeah, just that, not realistic. Right. Come on. Yeah, it's just yeah. not realistic. There is a city, uh, an eastern suburb of Cleveland. It's a very affluent town. And I know that there's a restaurant that uses firewood and... Uh, you know, the city came to them and they didn't tell them to shut down, but, you know, they told them that they're going to nail them with a nuisance kind of a violation. So the restaurant said we installed scrubbers on their, on their exhaust, you know, their chimneys, which I don't yeah. know what that is, but they use that term specifically a, a scrubber, which takes away that wood smell uh, because I guess they're, you know, it's close to like a condominium kind of a townhome area. And, Yep. All the yeah, you know, all the people there didn't like the smell of which, you know, to me, I don't know. I scratch my head at that, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and and that's one thing uh with like the new gasification boilers, outdoor wood boilers that um if I've watched a few videos and I even talked to a dealer at the Paul Bunyan show and he explained how you know, if you burn seasoned wood with this gasification unit like 
you will hardly ever see smoke coming out because that smoke wow. is burned, reburned and burned again or whatever. Everything's burned off. It's clean, <laughs> you know, coming out the stack. There's nothing there. I don't know if you noticed me, Dan, when Harry was talking about, you know, these stoves are so inefficient, you know, that the smoke, there's no baffling them at all. I was kind of looking down and looking around because he was describing <laughs> he was describing my furnace he's like these people need to get rid of these things you know and i was like oh gosh <laughs> let's change the subject here real quick right yeah um, and, and that's where i kind of get back to my point where i think if there are problems i think with the advances in technology and just the way you know i, I don't ever see that whole they're going to ban firewood thing or they're taking <laughs> firewood away. I just think that there's going to be a solution and, you know, it might involve you having to burn seasoned wood that's been split. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. That was my understanding too, that, you know, these new stoves, um, and I have a friend that does chimney sweep and he's, he's like the only certified chimney sweep in our area. He says that, you know, these new style, he calls them EPA stoves. They are for real. They work. They use way, way, way less uh, wood than a, you know, a traditional Franklin stove does. Yep. Um, you, they don't smoke. You know, they are so efficient in burning off all the particulates out of the smoke that you don't even really see smoke coming out of your chimney. But he said what's limiting their effectiveness is the garbage wood that people are burning in them, you know, the burning the green wood. And that's what, you know, if you're buying firewood in February, <laughs> you know, I would tell any consumer, uh, that's not the time to be buying firewood. <laughs> check it. You better check it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know if there's, I have no way of proving this, but I bet you I'm right. I think I'm the only person around that's got seasoned firewood still. But it's everything I have is sold. You know? I have a little. I have a little. But <laughs> but yeah. yeah, and the other big limiting factor I think is the cost. And that's where Harry was talking about a buyback program or, you know, getting some tax credits for these new stoves, like stuff like that, I think. But and then also just the consumer getting past that what you just called it, the EPA stove. I don't yeah. want that EPA stove. I ain't gonna buy <laughs> into that government owned wood stove <laughs> yeah well like what harry was saying about his dad you know his dad loved throwing in green wood so it would <laughs> yeah, smolder yep. all night long you know well you put one of those in your expensive epa stove and you're going to ruin the catalyst in it you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh see this yeah this episode this past episode we're uh -huh. just, look at we're still talking about it it's good stuff i here is the other thing that interests me I don't, uh, you and me, I mean, we talk a lot, but we don't, you know, we have other interests, but you and me kind of see eye to eye on this, you know, and the, I know that there's a lot of people out there, you know, that are just, you know, whatever the government and this and that and stuff. But, you know, I, <laughs> I probably agree with them on that as well. But where I differ is I don't take that leap which I don't think is necessarily a logical leap or if there, if it is possible, you know, for the government to ban firewood, it, I'm saying it is very low probability. And if it is, it's specific to a region or, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what happens in Phoenix, Arizona, you know, doesn't have an effect on, 
on Cleveland, Ohio. Nope. Or, or, or Baltimore, Maryland, you know, that's, it's something specific to them. So I would, um, that's just the way I see things though, Dan, I could certainly be wrong. And, uh, that's why I also don't say I have you know, real strong opinions because I'm always reading. I go with data. I don't know. Maybe I got a scientific mindset. And if I see something proven otherwise, I'm, I'll change, you know, I'll change my opinion easy. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. But well, and the other thing is, I don't really pay a lot of attention to news and <laughs> <laughs> things like that. So uh-huh. I I I'm just kind of out of touch sometimes on some of these topics. But yeah, this one, I'm politics not. politics are not my hobby. Oh God, no, no. <laughs> I just I mean, like some people enjoy it. You know, they enjoy the sparring and the debate and stuff. But there are a lot of people out there. I mean, it you know they it affects them. And I don't mean in a healthy way, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I've just learned over the years. That's why there are no politics on my channel and on my YouTube channel. And that's just, you know, cause I'm a free thinker. I don't follow party politics. I'm not a tribalist. If you are good for you, but if, if there's ever a discussion about politics, I'll have everyone hating me because I don't agree 100% with either political party. I'm just, I am who I am. I'm an individual and my politics makes sense to me. There you go. (laughs) And that is how a bill becomes a law. (laughs) (laughs) I still know that word for word. I also know the preamble uh, one. Shot heard around the world. Conjunction, junction. Electricity. All the schoolhouse rock. Yeah. Ah, nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Dan, let's let's table this discussion because there is also a different way that we can take this with um, the role of the firewood delivery service or the firewood producer. Producer, yeah, yes, I agree. You know, and I'm I'm all over the place on that too. I see every side of the argument. I don't really have. I mean, it's just weird for me to say this because I am a firewood producer. But I, I don't know. I, let's just discuss this on a different episode because you know I, I see I see obligations, but I also see, you know, it's the end user too. So I, I'm I'm all over the place with that. Yeah, I I yeah. agree. Let's put a pin in that, and let's strike up the band. And I think today has been a nice little talk about our previous episode. And if you haven't, if you're listening now and you haven't listened to. The Harry Watt interview. Go on back, check that out. You you will uh, you'll enjoy it. It's, it was a great that was time. the most and okay, I love doing our podcast, but that was just an enjoyable. I remember when that came. I was like, wow, look how long we've been here. You know, yeah, just talking. <laughs> it was just so much fun. Yeah. Yep. And maybe we'll have him back on. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Well, he's retired now. He's got the time. That's right. It's, that's mm-hmm. right. <laughs> Okay, Dan, let's strike up the band. Let's get out of here and let's go outside and play in the mud. There you go. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the number one firewood podcast in the world, The Woodhounds. We'll see you back here next week, Wednesday, 5 a.m. Eastern. And I want to tell everyone to be cool and stay fun (laughs) and have a great day. (laughs) 